I'm starting the intro. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Forever DMs. I'm your current DM, Cameron. I'm here today to kill some PCs and maybe possibly annihilate them so much that they quit the podcast and stop being my friends. Hell hey, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, it's working. It's working. Yes. I'm so I mean, excited to be free. It would certainly give me my Mondays back. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you've dated it. Now people know we record on Mondays. No, no. We're going to get so many DMs now on Mondays. No, nah. that's fine. Now people know why I always said so. Yeah, it's it's always Monday. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. The eternal Monday. Uh, every Monday. Day. Every day is Monday. It's Garfield hell. Every day. Continuing the introduction. Uh, dice don't have trademarks. I'm Evan. <laughs> I didn't say I would say it. It's not a personal intro this time, but I'm just saying it, and we're gonna see how it goes over. Yeah, if we if we get slapped in the face with a season desist, I, I will I will blame you, but I yes. won't blame you because I'll blame them. Wow. Okay. Well, it's okay. You can always sacrifice me as a scapegoat. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, just but that's why there's I'm... four of us. We're all DMs, so we have very similar skill sets. We could toss we could toss us away, jettison us like like a uh, rocket parts. Any of us can be sacrificed at any given time by the other three. The goal is that in a couple of years, this will be the forever DM. Oh, wow. last standing. <laughs> wow. So we just got a forever DM tontine going right now. <laughs> nice word. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big one. I think I laughed because I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's one of those ones where, like, you know, um, you know, everyone puts money into the pot, and the last one surviving gets it. They're wildly uh... illegal. It's a game, much like this podcast is. Yes, last one standing. <laughs> Continue the intro. Keep going. Go, go, go. No one's going. <laughs> I'm gonna go then, since no one else is. Uh, I am the quiet mutant living underneath your house, eating all those tasty spiders and mold. Tom. Tom, I've noticed a lot of your intros. You're underneath things. Yeah, like, no, it, it's it's cozy under there. I was gonna say it must be really cozy under things. Because Tom's a bottom. Yeah, yeah. I am oh, not. You're <laughs> <laughs> just outing. Wow. Outing Tom. Wow. All right. Look, how would you know that? I got, I got, I got a, like a thing that I gotta go. Um. Speaking of bottoms, <laughs> Eli, you're last. Oh God! Ah, ah! Surprise! Um, me, me signing on to the new year with an almost unintentionally forgotten plugged-in laptop. Uh, this is Eli. What's up? How's it going? Um, and almost unintentionally. So you, there was some intention in not plugging it in. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy we read into that really uh, hard. No, looks like it died. I guess I can't record anymore. <laughs> what? No, what a shame. Jesus. Help me. The battery burned out or something. It looks like Cam can't kill us this episode, guys. Sorry. Oh, no. It did go that far. <laughs> okay. This is this would be a very interesting episode. I'm very excited to see the route that you guys take. Oh, speaking um, of, should we recap to where we are now? I'm so glad you mentioned that, Evan, <laughs> because everybody has gone, and it's a new year for us. We started recording. I'm breaking tradition. I'm recapping last episode, everybody. Oh, the DM, oh, not the players, oh, recapping the previous episode, because every time someone else does it, it's 15 fucking minutes long. So... <laughs> Well, you know this what? time, revolt, revolt. <laughs> I am revolting. I'm going against the norm. I'm breaking populism rules, and I'm going full authoritarian on this one and taking over. So here we go. Before I go ten minutes, I'm I'm going to do the recap. Ready? Do it. Here we go. I even re- I wrote it out. 
I wrote out this recap. So if I fuck up, you can punch me in the You're face. You're already getting close legally. to 10 minutes. Fuck! Last time on the Forever DMs, we found our heroes having an epic conclusion to the individual privateer test anime arc. Joko and Fred went into battle, and Joko both took out Fred and wants to take Fred out. Uh, following that was a faithful recreation of the duel of fates between Ash and Alistair that ended in Ash's brutal defeat. After a short break, Alistair and Joko traded blows in a truthfully one-sided aerial match, which ended with Joko acknowledging the power of friendship and the gang securing a ship and meeting with the founder of Skypiercer Corp. After the bout, the crew had a few discussions with other participants, possibly recruiting some to your ship to further help later, and specifically getting a huge lore dump. Valkorg, the Etten, laid down how the corporation operates a little more in depth for you guys, and revealed that the founder was indeed a dragon with a brother who led the terrorists against her. The crew decided it was time to head out in order to scout out the tree in the center of the tower before making their way to the meeting. How'd I do, guys? How'd I do? Good, 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 good. Like everything? Uh, Nine minutes, 45 seconds. You're good. Yes! Nice. Yes! <laughs> nice. Got it! Nice. Easy game. I'm, sli- I'm sipping my tea after that one. Yeah, you should. God, you, 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 mm. you, you made it seem like I was a, fuck, uh, a tortoise. Actually. A tortoise? <laughs> I mean, the shell fits. Well, you know. If the shell fits. It, so, it's good. You gotta... <laughs> the shell fits. I love that. <laughs> what happened right. to nice it? Can you take right, it off? We're not, <laughs> no, it's gross. Okay, enough of this. Enough. Goodness gracious. I need some order here, all right? No. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Cool. I'll take Beyond Burger with fries. Oh, my God. All right. Fuck it. Fine. You get a milkshake with it, too. Hooray! <laughs> Anyways, back to Dungeons and Dragons, everybody. <laughs> What's that? You guys are making your way downtown right now. Walking I'm going to say, uh, at this point... And, God, everyone's got the giggles tonight. Every, <laughs> everybody's making their way downtown. Walking. Do it again. Yep, there it is. Uh, uh, okay. I just want to say I missed all of you. Yeah, I've missed you guys. Big hugs. For sure. Big hugs. I missed the migraines I got DMing yeah. you guys. What's it been? A year? I need you. Yeah. Still, I need I some... Wonder. I'm a little... Dis- I'm, I'm, I'm happy, half sad. Nobody caught my comment. Keep going. So Fred's walking. I, you know what? I will catch it later. Fred's walking, at least. <laughs> um, and you guys you guys approach like the collection of tourists that are all taking like little pictures of the tree and going like, oh, wow. Oh, flash photography. People like doing the leaning tower pizza pose against it. Pizza pose. Um, pizza. You know, uh, some of them are like doing like a monkey pose where they look like they're hanging from like a branch, mm. you know, like they try to get it so that they're uh, it just like perspective switch looks like that. Um, there's guy. There's so, people taking photos of people taking photos. Of course, there. Absolutely. Well, you do see like um, there are like. If you give me a perception check, go ahead and give me a perception check. <laughs> First roll of the year. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> it's really good. It's a total seven. <laughs> seven. Uh, as you're looking around, uh, someone takes a picture of you, uh, and your eyes get a little blinded for a second as like the flash goes off. You've never had your picture taken before. Has don't know what the hell that was. I cast branding smite. I don't. I don't know spell slots to do it. Oh, okay. We haven't okay, taken okay. a long rest. I'm, you I guys totally have, have not, by the way. This is the afternoon. This is just the afternoon, uh, and you're about to go meet the founder of this entire corporation. 
as you're just looking around, does anyone else want to make me a perception uh, perception check as you guys are trying to take in the scene of this uh, giant tree? That's an 11 for Alistair. An 11 for Alistair. Let's see it. <laughs> so Freddy got something for so, us? So as, as Fred is trying to look around, Fred is definitely um, standing next to those people that are doing the pizza poses and uh, is going to take a flavor on that and try to do a uh, vegetarian slice. Pose a vegetarian slice pose. Absolutely. Uh, I won't ask you to describe that unless you have an idea of what that looks like. Sure. Yeah. Like. Ah. So basically, oh, Fred is going to start glowing green uh, with um, <laughs> his innate magical you know, As presence. Vegetable slices tend to do; they glow green. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's the whole pose. That's the whole pose. You don't even pose. You just start glowing green in the square. You cast uh, light you... on yourself? What the fuck is happening? Why are you glowing? Well, well, you know, it's um, it's just all it's all part of you know being me. You know what I mean? And and like I just wanna I wanna no, feel like I'm really... fitting in. You know? Like no, that doesn't make sense. Did you? Are you? What? Fred rolled a nat one. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone loves your pose so much that they all start taking pictures of you, and you are blinded for the next minute. Like a living statue. But you, the attention is great. The attention is indeed great. Uh, you hear people going, "That guy's green. He's doing the vegetable pose, the vegetable slice pose, guys." Uh, and everyone starts taking pictures Why of you. Is that a thing? Why does everyone know what that is? That's not actually a thing. <laughs> You have to understand as well that this is a completely different world from Fred's home. Like this may have been something where Fred used to live. It there was no guarantee that it was here. I mean, mm, still, it's that's no, that's dumb. No. <laughs> as as you guys are standing I around, be. I can't, <laughs> guys, help. You you're start walking crazy. around like a zombie. Like you're just trying oh. to find your way around. People are like, oh, he's doing the zombie pose now, and everyone keeps taking pictures oh. of you. Uh, <laughs> I'm moaning, it's not helping. Nope. It's making it oh. worse. Fred, you nope. gotta stop. Okay. Please. Please, this is this what? is audio hell. What? Would would you guys anyone else like to make any other type of check uh regarding the tree, the people around it, the area, anything like that before we continue? Because so far nobody really has seen much of anything. I'd like to okay. roll athletic oh. the Decatoris. You do so. I'd like to, I guess, and search for like some sort of like placards or, um, you know, like those like little information plaques. Yeah, like you do. You you do remember that Fred pointed out an information plaque previously. Um, this plaque yeah. uh, basically read that this tree was donated by a anonymous donor. That's all it really said. Didn't give too much more information. But if you want to take a closer look at that, you can give me an investigation check. Sure. With my plus two for a total of a 13. 13, it's kind of hard to really pick out anything other than that. It it just seems like a regular old plaque. You're not really sure what kind of person could donate a humongous tree. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's the question, isn't it? Um, like... Who just donates a giant tree? I mean, unless they do, how long ago does it donated? Does it? Uh, there does is the, no date. Well, that's stupid. Um, I um, mean, 
Not not you to, you know, as Alistair looks around to the sky, not you, great benevolent voice in the sky, but like <laughs> to the people who actually dedicated this tree. I mean, it's stupid that they wouldn't include a date. I will allow you an arcana or an insight check as you say that. Uh, I'll do arcana. I'm marginally better. That is a nat one, which shit, so that means I am oh. afflicted by ghosts. Oh no. <laughs> Oh God! Fred's surrounded. We're coming in hot. Fred's this ep- we're rolling hot. Alistair's going <laughs> insane. Get out of my head. I have uh, disadvantage head. on the next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, as the gathered whispers of the undead are blaring in my ears. You peer down, like downwards towards like the tree's base. You know, like uh, over like a little bit of a. Uh, like a railing, uh, and you see a collection of countless ghosts climbing on top of each other, trying to reach the top of the tower. Like it's just millions, possibly billions of people um, that have died, and all in the afterlife have been just trying to climb over each other to climb this tree. Uh, and they are their moans and shouts and screams are echoing through your ears. Oh God. I imagine some of them are just forever falling too at that point. Um yikes. Yeah, it it looks terrible. Looks like an awful afterlife. Ugh. Uh All right, so I, I was going to ask something. Yes. I was going to ask if I could have an opportunity to roll to try and salvage this. Uh my original intent was I was going to try and find some way to finagle making a religion roll out of this because Ash, though not a religious man, does have a plus 3. Uh, and then I realized that's the same bonus for Arcana. So when I heard you say Arcana, I was like, oh, great. That That is something Ash would look for. It's like, what is the what? And that that was how I was going to try to finagle it with religion as well. was like, what is the nature of this tree in this place? How does for it relate sure. to its environment? Absolutely. Go ahead. Fred strikes the pepperoni slice uh, position. Oh, my God. You just get a circle. Oh, yeah. Nice. You don't, What is that? You just lay flat and recede in your shell? <laughs> Fred's incapacitated <laughs> by the all the blinding light. <laughs> Just hiding in your shell. You gain your sight back. So that was a total of 19, our first good roll. Thank oh, Finally. Oh I can God. share information with you people. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what happens when we're not all intelligence characters. Oh, that's true. I'm too used to it. Uh, <laughs> all right. So with the 19, um, you kind of like... You've had a lot of time on Yggdrasil, right? You've had a lot, well, as far as you can recognize, um, where you've started to kind of get little patterns that happen on the tree, like tiny little ways that time seems to move differently, that like space can even fluctuate at times and like things appear closer or further than they usually are. As you get near this tree, you get this very unique sensation, the same as from Yggdrasil, much like Fred has previously gathered before. And you notice that as you feel this feeling, it's it's a very strange sensation because you get connected almost. Like you feel more presence of uh, other people accessing this power, this magic. And you kind of glance around in the general directions that you feel like this this arcane aura 
um, being focused into. And you do see like these hidden people in like this square. Uh, and keep in mind, this is kind of like a like a almost like a park, right? Like this area here is is has like places to sit down and like sip a coffee with some people. You know, it's it's like a town square type of situation. It's a Central Park Reservoir. It's a landmark, but it's also yeah. Exactly. So there's lots of people just kind of relaxing and hanging around. You see that there are, in a triangular position, three separate people who all have the same pose that looks nonchalant to, like, the average viewer, like, the average person to look at them. But when you feel, like, this focus of magic towards them, you can tell that they're all muttering incantations under their breath. And that they are using this tree to do some sort of magic that is focused on... It's, it feels like they're kind of like using it to um, expand it around where the tree actually is. Like they're trying to, to harness the energy itself and use it for themselves, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with the 19, you kind of just also you kind of put together in your mind there are, as you've learned, time and space engineers in this world. Um, and you see on, like, little patches on their, like, just general clothes. A lot of them are just wearing casual clothes. But they, they do hold these patches that show either a black hole or um, just, like, a clock without any numbers, just, like, a general un- unnumbered uh, clock. Probably on their on their shirts. Uh, yeah, that's the space engineer for sure. Of course, because clocks take up space. Uh, Fred um, strikes the uh, sausage uh, slice pose. Okay. Yeah. Is that like you just kind of plank in air? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of plank, but you know, again, I'm I'm like thick-ish, you know, because the shell. So it's it's a little difficult right. to perform. Uh, moving on. It's a thick sausage. Right. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm I think Ash is going to look at Fred. And see that Fred is being surrounded by paparazzi. He's gonna look at Alistair and see that Alistair's eyes are dilated and he's like they're seeing spirits and like just full gone into the void. Just oh my god, so much unnecessary death. And Ash is going to take a, a small stone and place it in Alistair's hand and just go look directly at that for six seconds. Uh and I'm I'm gonna ask you, Tom, does Alistair do so? Um, I think he does. I don't know if he's really paying attention to it, honestly, but, like, he will look, but, I mean, like, he's still kind of just looking past it. So it goes off like a flashbang. Uh, oh, my you, God. Yeah, that's you not get just gonna like help. A, <laughs> you get just, like, a flash of uh, of white light. As, as Truly has no idea what's going on with you. He just thinks you're high. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> no. No, that's not gonna help. Uh... <laughs> uh and he's then going to go over to Fred and use magical tinkering to again like just pick a small stone up off the ground and make it smell like truly the worst smell Ash can imagine which is I guess the worst smell Ash could imagine would be a blood soaked battlefield that saw action like maybe a week ago Oof. like oh. where oh. like where it's just, the rot has started to set in it smells disgusting it's like, like it's, it's terrible it, yeah so Ash is going to take a small stone, make it emit that odor with magical tinkering, and just throw it directly on top of Fred, uh, in the hopes that that clears out the crowd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's effective enough. You see, there's a wide berth now given to Fred as people start. Oh gosh, what, that that turtle shit himself. Oh, and they all just kind of like run and not run, but like they move in different directions uh, and scatter. Ugh, bloody hell! That that why? Um. 
just <laughs> are Alistair's eyes still dilated? They're not like, even so much it... dilated. They're I imagine them just kind of going like hazy. Um, can I? Can Ash try and grab Alistair's shoulders and make like a grapple check to start shaking him? I know. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm uh, sure. I'm make specifically can... asking if I could force Tom to roll contested athletics against. Yeah, him. I mean you technically could. So go ahead and give me a contested athletics check. All right, with a plus mighty plus zero. <laughs> but this does have your disadvantage. Um, like no. it, it takes your disadvantage. That's another nat one. Uh. Describe how you shake Alistair out of the. Wait, does that proc it again? I think it does. Oh, oh god! god. Uh, oh, boy, we tried to. Uh, whenever you make an attack roll, ability <laughs> check, or saving throw, and roll one on the d twenty, the haunting voices grow too loud to ignore. So yes, um, they just get louder. I am deafened for one minute now as the screams just pummel through my eardrums. Um, so I think. I think on Alistair rolling a nat one, Ash definitely takes it a little bit too far and like shakes Alistair and goes, focus up and s- slaps him. <laughs> like Alistair is just like, full on weeping at this point, just listening to like, oh my God. like just the deafening cries of these like poor souls that died, like completely unrelated to the manhandling that Ash just gave him. Like <laughs> you're just, you're deaf seeing Ash in front of you, just silently screaming and shaking you. Just, like, completely deafened by the screams of the dead. Just, like, just completely just weeping, just unceremoniously. Ash is just gonna, like, pinch his nose at the lack of success there, and is just gonna, like, unwrap a hard candy and give it to Alistair and walk away. No. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Fred, uh, <laughs> just pops it in. Are you... <laughs> Are you recovering from... Uh, at this point, you're no longer blinded. Oh, oh, just, oh, just so you know. Get this thing off of me! Get it, get it off of me! Why is this okay, thing? Stand still. Ah. Stand still. Red, stand still. Okay. What? What? Ash, Ash ah. takes a little stone and is just going to dispel the, the tigering. Just throw it to the side. Great. Okay. I tried to get Alistair. Alistair's... I don't... I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, um, I got a minute and 54 seconds left. Or I got 54 uh, seconds left. As you guys left are having this conversation... Um, you guys see, um, like, rushing past you towards the direction that you guys were coming from, um, a squad of about, like, six hyper-armored, weaponed-up uh, soldiers that are, are full dead-on sprinting towards where the direction you guys came from. Okay, so that's an issue. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out is there's a couple of guys, well, actually a trio of guys over here, or trio of figures, I should say doing some kind of magical incantation, channeling the power of the tree. Right, Ooh. I was kind of hoping we'd have Alistair here, because Alistair's a bit more, you know... Yeah, he's kind of a little bit better than you talking to, like, the spirits and stuff. Yeah, but Ooh. he's... I think he's still weeping, I still crying, I... just sucking on his little hard candy, looking very sad. Probably, like, another 20 seconds left. <laughs> yeah, I think... I don't know, I think he's... I think he's gone. He clearly took some kind of drug. Um, when would... When so, would... Okay... <laughs> You can't. You can't hear it. I cannot. <laughs> it's just the deafening cries of the dead. <laughs> so, oh, you want to check out the engineers? You want to follow? That seems like a more immediate thing, but also this is likely connected to our purpose. Got any preference on what we check out? Oh, Alistair, your hearing has returned. Oh my! All right. Well, there's a lot of dead people around here. Um, more than oh, I you thought. Good? I mean, yeah. Why? No, it doesn't help. 
they're not like real voices, they're spectral voices. But like Look, you didn't need to shake me as hard as you did, you tart. I what <laughs> okay, then tell me what am I supposed to do next time that happens. Just let it happen. Just let it happen? Just let it happen. It's what like a seizure, mate. Well, that's unfortunate, isn't it? Well, in my defense, you weren't having a seizure. You looked like you were. You looked like you were on something. When so. would I have taken anything? Like we've been together this know. whole time. I don't know. You like, could have. You could have microdosed at any point. I don't know. I wasn't closely. <laughs> I wasn't closely watching you. Uh, All right. Well, shame on you for that one. <laughs> Why would I need to? You're a full-grown adult. <laughs> so, got it. Next time it happens, I'll just leave you be. Just let I it happen. What? Just. Yeah, but, no, it'll it'll work itself out, really. So, squadron of armored dudes. Yeah, that's a problem. That does seem like a that. problem. Yeah, that that seems like a trick. And then, or trio of uh, figures muttering incantations, channeling the power of the tree in like a little glyph. Mm. So, that I mean, seems honestly, that's like I I think I think we should follow the 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 guys that just ran past. Um, because that's I mean, that's, that's like happening now. You know? Exactly, yeah. that seems to be happening now. But I mean, it does seem and my like. Instinct is, if these... they're heading where we're coming from, they could be going for Valgorg or someone else right. we're interacting with. I mean that or you know, what I was trying to say is but at the same time, like yeah, we have to go meet with the dragon and whatnot, but also these folks muttering incantations with this big old tree that what, it, it's is it they're doing weird timey wimey spacey stuff. That also seems you know, very connected to what we're doing or why we're here in the first place. So perhaps I mean, do we just maybe watch a bit and see if uh, those big my armor guys... Instinct, my instinct is telling me that those the figures muttering incantations is more pressing to us, but those figures running past could be doing something that we want to be aware of, and that's a little bit more time-restricted. I, As much as I'd rather figure out what's going on with these figures, there's the chance that they'll still be here when we come back. You guys, I, I do want to remind you, you guys do have a very set time as to when you're supposed to go and meet with the CEO founder. Um, and that is coming up in just a few minutes. So you don't really, you have to kind of choose here between, you know, talking with these incantation people, following the soldiers, or going to your appointment. I mean, I have to go to this appointment. Like, that That seems... And it is, I mean, it is just you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I have to do this. I mean, that this might be a divide and conquer kind of thing, as much as I think the great voice in the sky might be sad about. Um, Fred, how capable I'm do you? How capable do you think you are, Fred, of handling an entire squadron of soldiers single-handedly while I take on these guys? I mean, he three? did just have his chest busted open, so like. Yeah, question for the DM. Um, What's up? Is it? Has it been like a, a full rest? No, right. No, yeah. no, this is just a few hours into the day. You've had a short rest, for sure. Like, if you want to use hit dice and heal up with that, absolutely. Like, recover whatever you get on a short rest. But uh, other than that, definitely not. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, Uh. I'm I'm really not okay, man. I'm, uh... It's more of like a recon mission if we want to see what's going on with the guys. So I was kind of thinking I, I would stay here with the spirit peoples and, like... I don't know, trying to, like, channel my energies that way, and you go off and do the recon thing. Wait, wait, that's oh, right. That's right, you're, you're still pretty banged up, aren't you? Hold on. Uh, I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on Fred. Oh. Um, using second level spot, oh. so that's four, seven, oh, thank you, 11 hit points worth of healing. Oh! Is it just... What does it look like? Um, cold. <laughs> like, you feel the part that, like, Alistair hand touch kind of go cold and clammy. But, like, at the same time, like, it hurts, 
less. Like, your chest feels a lot less like it just got caved in. But, uh... It's not the most pleasant wa- like rush of like warmth and healing. It's just less like he's pumping life into you and more like he's taking the death out of you. Yeah, see, I mean, it's not pleasant, but like, you know, hopefully you'll hurt a little bit less. Oh, thank you, friend. You're welcome. Okay, so divide and conquer. Alistair, you go, you go to the meeting. Uh, Fred, you're gonna stay here with these figures by the tree, and mm-hmm. I'll go for the squadron of armored troops. Yeah, you got well, this. I mean, don't, you got to engage. I mean, you're the only I mean, one of us yeah. that's got a dragon on your shoulder. Fair point. My honestly, if Fred had gone to the soldiers, I was gonna lend him both. So, mm. yeah, yeah, we got this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're right. here to capture anyone. That means I'll have help in the fight. Uh, all right. Hand, okay, so hands in, Yggdrasil on three. <laughs> Hands in, everybody. Hands in. I'm kidding. I'm not doing this. Oh, wow. You know what? <laughs> wow. Well, way to be a fun I, I, I sponge. Give me a hug. Go on. Hey. Yeah, you know, everyone, you hear that. You hear that <laughs> sound. That's that's all the fun being sucked out of the room by Ash. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Yeah, right? You hear, See, you Fred hear heard like, it. Party giggle as Ash walks away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Give me, give me a high five. Give me a high five. All right. All right. High five. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a little <laughs> slow and awkward. Good sound effects. <laughs> Just, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I have this clear. We have Alistair going to the meeting. Yep. We have Fred interacting with these engineers. <coughs> mm-hmm. And we have Ash running off after the soldiers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how should we do this? I'm going to say let's roll for initiative. Okay. And that's the order of how we're going to go through these seats. That makes sense. Ash, as soon as you roll initiative, you take 48 points of piercing damage and you get shot six times. Oh. <laughs> Ash is decapitated immediately uh, <laughs> as a lair action. <laughs> oh, wow. No save. Just in, 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 no save. In, in, auto decapitate. Wow. Fun lair. Yeah. <laughs> I really designed this uh, for fun for me. <laughs> for fun for me <laughs> great love you too uh, DM love you that's a 12 yep. from yours truly okay uh, 23 for Alistair Ooh, okay wow that's pretty quick for a yep. totalist would have said 7 but it's actually a 9 oh a 9 so it looks like we're going Alistair first then we're going Ash and then we're going to end with Fred okay Alistair yes you make your way towards this elevator. Um, there is somebody waiting outside of the elevator that um, this is this seems to be like the, this is the location you were told to go to 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 get to the meeting, the specific elevator here. Um, you see that the elevator is this like a metal pillar. It, it looks like a, an elevator chute would be, you know right like, it, it ele- like a pillar of metal. The door is very elevator e in general, right? Um, and it has like the uh, skyscraper piercing the cloud logo, right. on the doors. Tell me more, Griffin uh, McElroy. <laughs> Tell me more about this <laughs> elevator. <laughs> this is this elevator is man. It, it it rises and it goes down. It elevates and it it just goes down. It's it does both. Wow, it goes both ways. All right, um, sick. And. <laughs> Really amazing. <laughs> Does it go side to side? So, not Willy Wonka. Oh, just just up and down. No. Okay. Just the up and down here. Okay. Um, Doesn't elevate the ice either. Oh man. 
Unfortunately, no, it does not. So, in front of this elevator is a single person. It is a man dressed in a finely worn, suited, uh, or tailored, finely tailored suit. Um, the suit itself is it looks great on him. We've actually interacted, sort of, with this NPC before. Fred noticed this NPC and pointed him out to you guys during the Coliseum fight. Mm. This is the Golden Dragonborn that was in the VIP area that had left after your fight with Ash. Oh. Uh, and you see that he's on his phone, uh, and he looks up for a second as you approach, puts the phone away, um, and reaches out a hand and goes, Hello there. Uh, your name? Uh, Alistair, correct? Um, I mean, I think the name I gave was Ballister Downspout, but I mean, in honor of all transparency, it is, it is Alistair, Alistair Graves. Pleasure to meet you, and you are... One second. He takes out his phone and dials in a few things. Okay, that's fixed in the system. Thank you for your transparency. Uh, I'm Airheth Wutrin, CEO. Ah, you're, you're the CEO then? That's right. Here, please. Uh, he, uh, just... Kind of like Fonzie's the elevator, like just <laughs> elbows it and it opens up for you guys. Right. Please enter. All right. Um, I, I uh, and by in. the way, you might need this and hands you a backpack. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, that's in case things get a little sour with the uh, founder. Sometimes they're a little bit prickly. The, so a backpack. I mean, I can I. There's a parachute inside. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. Um. Are they... I assume you have your uh, oxygen mask ready? Uh, yes, yes, I, I do have that still from the from the ship we materialized in on. Good. Materialized. Interesting. He takes out his phone again and writes a few things down. Thank you for your uh, input. Right. Anyways, uh, I would like to have a discussion with you before you meet with uh, our founder. All right. Uh, by all means. Fantastic. Um, you step into the elevator with him. Uh, as the door is shut... He- uh, he looks up into a corner, um, and then uh, as he looks up into the corner, you see that he waves his hand, twists it, grasps very quickly, and then f- throws up like a little sparkling of magic that um, reveals like a uh, a scrying eye that then turns like a dark black. Uh, and he goes, "Good. Now he won't be seen." There are cameras all over the city, in case you weren't uh, aware of something. Oh, no, but, I, I had uh, a feeling something like this would happen. It seems to yes, kind of go with the territory of a well-run organization. Yes, we need information in order to make correct decisions for the benefit of the company. You certainly seem to understand. I'm glad we're on the same page. Right, right. Um, so, all right, um, what is it then that uh, you wanted to talk about that you don't want anyone else seeing and talking about? Do you have dreams and goals, aspirations, Alistair? Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is that one dream when when I'm back in school, for some reason, in my underwear. Right. Well, I'm... You may have... Something in translation may have been missed there, but... Oh, you uh, mean, like, aspirational dreams, not, like, the recurring ones? That's... That is... Why I use the word aspirations after I refer to dreams? Yeah, yeah, no, um, no, I mean, I was... <laughs> I seem to have not been clear enough for you, I apologize. We only have about, like, 30 seconds before you're about to have this meeting, so I'd like to hurry this up. All right, please, by all means. I'm gonna take over this company, and I need your help. Right, okay, um, as quickly as possible, what, what's... Do, go. <laughs> Our founder is completely unreliable, changes uh, their mood with the moon. Every time it's a different type of setting for the moon, the moon phases, we all have uh, 
in our schedules exactly the type of mood that she will have, and it has been detrimental to the progress and growth of this company, as well as to the actual foundation, uh, allowing for um, certain rebels to uh, flourish. Uh, I feel that with her dismissal as founder and CEO herself, uh, I can do a much better job and will not have to worry about such rebels. In fact, I actually have an in with them. And I would like your help delivering cargo to them on Cloud 3 in order to help their cause. Right, okay. I mean, that seems pretty reasonable, really. Um, seems... Uh, so, when you say dismissal, you mean... Ten seconds. You, when you say dismissal, you mean um, you, you, want, you want her gone, removed from the picture. Yes, you're not going to do that now, but you will get cargo. I'll make sure that it's on the ship that is provided for you. Okay, right. Uh, fair enough. Uh, am I allowed to know what's in this cargo? You can check. It doesn't matter. Okay. Is it people? Bing! Shit. Uh, <laughs> as... <laughs> what an important question. <laughs> and as the elevator door is open, you are greeted with a blast of freezing cold. Uh, you see in the immediate hallway in front of you, it's like an office hallway, um, there is a fur coat. Like, there's, like, many fur coats that line the wall on, like, coat hangers that um, you see the uh, air have gestures to one and goes, please, take one, attend your meeting, and take this. Hands you a sending stone. Oh, is this what you've been tic-tapping away on? Uh, y sort of, yes. This is a little bit more mundane. What here. What kind of games has it got? <laughs> uh, it has uh, Temple Run, and that's it. Oh, I was really hoping for Flappy Bird. No, unfortunately, that's only the 2.0 edition. Oh, and no right. offense, but... No, no, it's fair. Yeah, yeah, no, fair. Anyways, please contact me after your meeting, and I can provide much more details. I just wanted to get your go-ahead in order to put things on your ship. All right, by all means, sure, yes, as long as it's... Thank you for your time, oh. Alistair. Okay, right, peace, lovely meeting Ding. you. Door shuts. What a... <laughs> Royal bastard! <laughs> Royal bastard, that one is. Um, yeah, uh, oh, that seems like a pretty chill dude. <laughs> Yeah, he's fine. Uh, he's totally cool. So yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I look for the darkest colored one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you take the most emo-looking winter coat you could find. Right. I mean, um, it's all about the aesthetic. Um, it's got right. patches on it of like random bands you don't know of. Uh, but it's just <laughs> patches. Safety pins. There's gotta be safety pins for sure. So many and spikes, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so you you go and gothed up. Um, as you make your way down this hallway, you sh reveal um, a large um, dome uh, that you enter. This dome is probably the size of the city that you previously came from. Mm. It takes up the entirety of the floor almost. Um, and you see sprouting out from the center a beautiful cascade of, of just shimmering um, uh, leaves that are um, just multicolored they shimmer in the light the light itself is dim it, it's like a, a like the moon itself is mm. shining directly here uh mm. the the walls and the floor are like this nice cool blue like an ice color but isn't actually ice it, it functions as like a metallic type of structure that you're on i think me the player has an idea of what kind of dragon this dragon is but alistair would have no idea <laughs> there you go um you as you're taking in this 
just gorgeous, beautiful scene. There is a small tea set and a table set uh, for two people. Hmm. And you see that there is a single person already kneeling down at the tea set. Uh, it's like Japanese style. It's like ground level uh, with like cushions to kneel on. Um, right. And so you see that uh, at that table in this gorgeous, beautiful, almost transparent. It, it's not, but it almost is. It seems to like shift and sparkle in, in these ways that are almost foreign to you. I think the only possible comparison you could ever make is to maybe one of Silas's masterworks. Mm. Um, this this is a gorgeous dress, and the person underneath is no less gorgeous. In fact, maybe even more so. Uh, this woman is a has a tight bun as their hair. It mm -hmm. doesn't go down. It, it doesn't show off much at all. But just the actual... Not the style of the hair, but the the coloring of it, and also the way that it somehow magically looks like it's waving without it being loose. It's like a tight bun that is somehow just like an like an ocular illusion. Um, her face is like an Eastern uh, Asian. Um, she seems to uh, be in the middle of a cup of tea. She's got um, this gold and blue um, eyeshadow with. The strongest eyeliner you've seen ever in your life. The <laughs> wings are perfect. Um, and they extend to look like dragon wings, uh, the way that it looks. Like, they kind of, like, are patterned in such a way that highlights, like, this beautiful image of, like, a dragon spreading its wings and the face of her itself being the face of that dragon. Um, she's very slender. She's kneeling there. Uh, she looks up at you. You can't tell her age. It, she could be... 22 or like 65 right. you have no idea hmm. um this woman is, is seems to be timeless ageless and as you enter this space you are overwhelmed with the sensation that you feel on idrasil as if time itself seems to not function the same way in this location in fact Space also seems not to function in this location. As you focus in on that sensation, you are immediately brought closer to her. The room shifts in order oh. to bring you to her. Uh, and she goes, uh, she looks down at, like, um, uh, and watch. Ah, hello, Alistair. Previously Ballister, correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. You have me as at a disadvantage, madame, for uh, I, am, I only know you by your beauty rather than your name. Oh, please, you don't need to flatter me. My name is Nua. You may refer to me as such. We are friends here while you and I are together. Well then, Nua, I... Alistair bows very deeply. Hail and well met, for your radiance is that of the moon. Oh, gosh, what I say about that flattery? Please, take a seat yeah, here. Mm. Uh, and she slides like a little bit of, uh, like, uh, a tea set in front of where to sit. Yeah, and Alistair um, kneels. So, what realm do you hail from, Alistair? Um, well, to be honest, one not from around here. It's a bit... I know. Yeah, that's, I mean... I smell it on you. The space is different. Yes, and that's honestly about as much as I can really go into detail about. No, it's not. It's as much as I feel comfortable going into detail about. Oh. Well, you can be comfortable up here. Make a charisma saving throw. Ah! Ha 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 ha! Ha ha! Uh, the one thing warlocks are good at... <laughs> Mm hmm. Uh, that is a 24. <laughs> mm. Guess what, Tom? Mm hmm. That just passes. Oh, I rolled a natty 16 on that. Yeah. <laughs> I just would have walked yep. into this room and five <laughs> seconds later been bawling through open sky. 
Um, you see, she stares at you, and there's this spark of like her light, uh, her eyes shifting into that of like a dragon's. It's a, but in this case, it's not like the yellow with the black center, mm-hmm. right? It's not that just reptilian look. It is a crystallized eyeball with a center of a black hole that shimmers for a second and seems to suck in the light as it's reflecting off of her iris and it flashes away after that she goes oh you are full of surprises now aren't you alistair oh many actually many so we only have two minutes and 26 seconds but up here that's about 10 minutes so i want you to take your time and tell me where you see yourself in my company, do you do you know what you work for? I mean, my understanding is that you work to elevate society up towards the clouds where resources are more abundant than they are down on the surface. And you're working for the betterment of all of civilization. Yes, those are indeed my ideas and my goals. But I, I do admit I... I worry deeply about those on the surface, and I wish that there could have been avoided and there'd be a better way in order to reach these materials up here. Um, I will share with you, Alistair, because I feel very comfortable with you, that Mm -hmm. right now there seems to be a bit of a struggle with the direction that our corporation has been taking. Um, Really? And, yes, my board of directors... um, My most recent one, I should say. I did eat the last. But my board of directors currently um, are not very pleased. And they try to hide it because they don't want to be eaten. I I understand that. I mean, it's not really fun. No, I can't recommend. No, absolutely not. I definitely would personally like to avoid that. And I know that most people too. And Alistair, I, I assume you also don't want to be... Eaten, no, correct? no, that's all right. No, because I mean, I have a great aunt Brunhilda, right. who is a uh, correct answer, is a, uh, a dragon fighter. Sorry to say, nothing, nothing meant by it, but uh, way back and way back oh, when. And um, I'm sorry, you were you're aware of my true form. I mean, that's surprising, Alistair, from a different realm, and already know I'm a dragon. You're kind of leaning into it a little hard with the makeup and all, but it's all right. Your secret's safe with me. Mm, yes, I, I did kind of suggest that maybe I should tone it down a little bit, but very rarely do people come up here at all. You know, that eating people's all, you know, that um kind of tipped the scales a kinda bit. Kind of gives it away. Yeah. Kind of does yeah, give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as of right now, the person who did tell you that is getting arrested, and I want you to know that I'm not going to arrest you and your friends just yet. Hmm. That's unfortunate, then. Uh, but I do appreciate the clemency that you're sharing us. You have been almost transparent with me, at least a little bit. I know much more than you think I do. You see, I've been I've been excited for your arrival. Oh, do tell. Well, you must know a little something about this, and she gestures to the tree right behind her. Oh, some. I mean, I can infer a few things. It's a bloody big mm-hmm. tree for one. Yes, one could say that it stretches off infinitely, correct? Hmm. One could probably say that, in a fi- in a figurative sense, of course. The donor of whom provided this tree to us, they, they are a very interesting bunch of people. I'm not sure if you're aware of them. They, they're an organization known as the Crag. Have you heard of the Crag? Hmm. The name may have come up once or twice, yeah. Oh, once or twice. Interesting. Well, they hail from a realm that seems to be outside of other realms, and they said... 
they could help us here. And when they did so, they provided this. And she gestures back to the tree. Since then, we have doubled the speed of which we've been able to build and the height of which we've been able to build. This is the key to our success. But they warned us, they did, that people may come from other places to try to stop us, to rob us of this power. And I'll be quite honest, there hasn't been interplanar travel here from anyone else as far as my eyes can reach, other than you and your two friends. Isn't that interesting, Alistair? It is, now that you mention it, yeah. Um, so weird how that works. So, in exchange for giving you this tree, what was what was the exchange? Or was it just a generous gift? It was a donation. Mm. So generous. Mm -hmm. You can make an insight check if you like. Uh, 13, so probably not. <laughs> She's impossible to read. Yeah. Um, right, no, that that is really generous of them, I must say. Um, Indeed. I mean, the best part is, mm -hmm. this isn't the only one. Oh, you don't say. There's another. Hmm, that's interesting. And my brother has been working on his side of things with that tree at, uh, at a different place, in, in the place that he's taken over for himself and his allies. And what they seek to do with that tree is much worse than what I seek to do. What do you suppose he's up to, then? He would like to, he, she looks at the tree, leave. He wants to take all of us and go somewhere else. I mean, I'm sure you already know, since you have eyes and ears everywhere, but I assume that you must know that, the sur from what I hear, the surface is um pretty much non-existent, and that's usually... Yes. well, that's my brother's fault. I mean, it, that's usually not a great thing for a planet to continue existing. But, again, Alistair, that is my brother's fault. Do you know what kind of dragon my brother is? Perhaps you could illuminate me on the matter. Oh, I'd be proud to. My brother is a solar dragon. Do you know what that does to a planet's surface? To its core? I could possibly infer, but I would like to have you tell me. Because <laughs> It amplifies that heat. Of course. It makes it strong. In fact, there's not much that could counter that. Not even myself and my powers. So, am I to guess then that you are a lunar dragon? Oh, so astute, Alistair, so astute. What gave it away? I mean, it's not too hard. The dichotomy and all that, sun and moon. It's not. You're up in the sky, making things frigid cold. You shimmer like the radiant moonlight. There's silvery things everywhere. Again, I'm proud of my aesthetic. Of course. No, it's a wonderful aesthetic. Thank you. Well, my point being is that the crag revealed to me something very interesting. Go on. They said that the only way that an anomaly, something that may cause other people from other planes to come here, the only way for that to happen was if the trees were under two different people's controls. Right. Okay. Now, if it was just me, I would keep things here. I would make sure that people here flourished, that the world was taken care of, and that my brother was dealt with. Might I ask, if, say, your brother were removed from, well, his position, we'll say, um, what would that do for the balance of things? Don't you need a sun and a moon? Oh, you see... My brother and I are not the sun or the moon. Right. We just happen to be the most powerful people here. We are almost like the gods, I would say. 
Okay, barring that, um, so let's say, again, we remove the solar dragon from the picture and they're no longer amplifying the heat down on the surface. What's to cause everything from freezing over? Interesting that you bring this up. Well, uh, she gestures back towards the tree. That hasn't been a problem, thanks to the power of this tree. Mm. Not sure if you've noticed, but what we've been doing with it is a little bit ingenious, I would say. That's certainly a word for it. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's the word for it, Alistair, the word. And what I say ingenious, what I mean is, we use the power of this tree to make sure the tower stays sturdy and strong eternally. It is never going to crumble because if this tree were to fall, this tower would collapse on of itself, structure of which is not built properly enough. It needs that space, that hint of little spice to keep things steady. Mm -hmm. The time aspect of things makes sure that everything progresses as it should. Now, what I mean by that of course. is I things are a little slowed down on these cities. Things are a little bit, uh, the word is mm, cautious. I would say. Mm. To progress too quickly would hinder many more plans that this company will have in the future once we reach the cloud above. So, when it comes to your question of as to how the surface will do, if I have control of both trees and my brother is gone, I can ensure that the weather and safety of the citizens is strong. And the people at the bottom no longer need to worry about survival because they can just be frozen in time until we finally get the resources to help them. So, all right. So your plan is to freeze everyone in time until just to buy yourself more of it, so to speak. Well, I mean, I could always just fast forward things and kill them all off. That would fast, you know, be just as easy. But I'm a benevolent founder myself, and right, of course, find that preserving their lives is more fortuitous. Right, I mean, more people to do the work for you. Exactly. It's ingenious, really. The word, exactly. Hmm. I'm glad you're understanding. Yes. Now. I, I'm understanding, all right. You will be provided a ship, and I would love it if you and your companions could pay my dear brother a visit. All right. Under which pretense would you like us to arrive at? I want you to be an agent for me, under the surface. I want you to go in and pretend to do his bidding, to blow up as much as you need to blow up to kill who you need to kill to prove your worth to him. And, when he least expects it, I want you to take down the tower of which he lives. Right then. Okay. The tree should, should survive. But if you were to get to the bottom, ju just to the bottom, and get a little bit of a chaos going, a little explosion, perhaps... It'll come crumbling town around that tree because they aren't as keen on the space engineering as we are here. Mm. Right, no, no one else could match the the ingenuity of this. Precisely. I mean, without me, this entire world would have starved and been dehydrated centuries ago. Right, no, it's almost like you're, you're altering the natural flow of things to better the rest of society. You, there is no such thing as the natural flow. It's just the flow we decide. Of course. Pardon my... That's fine. I understand the mortal's brain is a little thing. Mm. Yes, no, not quite the size of a walnut comparatively, but, you know, still apparently all descended from lizards or something. 
By the way, would you like a hard seltzer? She cracks open a hard seltzer. Um, no, this this tea's quite fine. Is this jasmine? <laughs> no, but it is spiked. Ah, right then. Yes, it's it's a spiked Earl Grey. I do love a little bit of a kick. Oh yeah, no, Earl Grey is actually one of my faves. She she fully downs the one seltzer and then cracks the can and he throws it over to the corner where it just what? warps away. <laughs> Crushes it against her head. <laughs> kind of. Right. No. Um. No. That's that's this is fine. Um. So he just takes another she then, sip. As you take a sip, uh, she just then reaches out her other hand, and a glass of wine appears in it, and she just proceeds to <laughs> sip from it. Ooh, eighteen percent. Be surprised. Oh my god. god. <laughs> um. Can hey DM? Can I roll a nature check to try and figure out what phase of the moon it is? Sure. Uh, nope, that's a four. Um, um, the only player who would know what phase of the moon could possibly correlate to what emotion. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is giving off. I, w- I won't give you like the phase of the moon. Yeah, she's giving off cool auntie vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my guess is probably something waxing. Then, all right. <laughs> I think maybe. Um, and she just takes a sip of the wine and goes. Well, now, we only have just just a little bit of time left, but I do want to know, Alistair, mm-hmm. why did you come? I have a theory, and I'm sure my theory is right, but I'd love to hear it from your mouth so that I know who I'm working with is trustworthy. Well, to be fair, when I was told that you were as you are, I um really didn't want to pass up on that opportunity. You don't really get a chance to meet very many of your kind. That's right. You really don't. So that's a uh, that's majority of it, to be honest. That's why it's such a shame that we, my brother, must be removed from the picture. He is dear to me, and I love him even through all this. And it is unfortunate. She uh, goes underneath the table and mm-hmm. pulls out a uh, sword. Oh, and the sword is uh, kind of like a scimitar. It's curved like like a crescent moon. Okay. Um, and hands the sword, places it on the table, uh, and goes, This is the only thing that has a chance of getting him out of the picture. If he's hit with this sword, then there is a strong chance he will be frozen. Uh, and you see that the hilt is made out of um, a branch of the tree. Ah. Uh, and she goes, This is very powerful and will only work once. Just one time. Right, of course. No, it's such a powerful artifact. Uh, Would... Give me an insight check. Okay. That is a 16. She surprisingly rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you a lot of information here. It only works once. Time. <coughs> Sorry, voice crack. This is fake. What you're looking at is fake. Fully fake. Um, mm. And she is trying to bait you into using it against her right now. Fair enough. Just, oh my... Um, I mean, to be honest, it seems like, honestly, you're already giving me such a great gift by giving me a ship and the opportunity to prove both myself and my friends as worthy of being included in your grand scheme. But if you insist that I take such a powerful gift and use it to better your cause, then I will gladly accept. And I will... That was the correct answer, Alistair. Uh, Right. Um, so he's going to just reverently kind of lift and just kind of make eye contact. It and is like, a real sword. Just, right. Just for your awareness. This thing is heavy and it, it 
does feel like it actually right. is magical. Okay. Just not as strongly as he suggested. Right. Um, and I will use this with reverence, with your blessing. That you will. Now, please, um, I do have some other people I must attend to. Not as important, I would say. But, nonetheless, you flatter this me. must be done. I thought we talked about disposing of the flattery. <laughs> just for you, Alistair, just for you. Hmm. Well, it was an absolute pleasure. Indeed, it very much was. I look forward to reconvening with you as soon as possible. So please, have some expediency in your mission. I will do my best. You will. Certainly. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I like that. give a gracious bow and uh, begin to uh, back away from the table. She blows a kiss. Oh, thank you, but um, sorry, I'm kind of spoken for, is all. Um, oh, it's not, it's not romantic. But no, no, it's, it's fine, welcome. but still, I mean, I just, I want, I mean, cards on the table and all that. Um, right, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, not, not that I wouldn't. You're, you're, you are very... But um, I'm just gonna go. Oh, I know. I'm gonna go. Go. Uh, yes. <laughs> just um, <laughs> just gonna keep backing just away. Making eye contact with you, sipping more of the 18 percent wine. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just maintaining eye contact and just getting more. Uh, just like yeah, um, just this this way is it. Um, uh, just um, uh, you turn around and the elevator door is directly behind oh, you. Oh wow, that that was ex- expedient. That was um, <laughs> yes. And, uh... Bye now, Alistair. Right. I'll see you very soon. Yes, and again, lovely meeting you. And, uh... You as well. Yeah, as soon as the door closes, he's gonna just kind of, like, just slump into the corner and, like, cry a little. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Yes. Did he put the parka back? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got loot. Nice. Hell yeah, I'm keeping we got a coat. <laughs> we got a coat and a sword. I'm a, nice. I am now an airship captain. I need to look the part. <laughs> Standing on the Prowman deck with a fucking emo parka <laughs> fluttering behind you. Yeah. Like, just giant scimitar. Like that, and like he's already wearing a long coat underneath it on top of scale mail, so it's just double coat. <laughs> oh, God. Fantastic. Horrid. Horrible. Horrifying. <laughs> Best anime look ever. We are going to cut from Alistair. Hard cut to add. Police coming to <laughs> yes, that is going on as you're marching down the street. Uh, you catch up to where the six soldiers were headed. Um, you get there. Uh, as you're like following them, it's taking the similar path to where you guys were coming from. In fact, it's the exact same. Uh, and you arrive as you dig like to the right. They continue down the way where Valcord went until uh, you see that the Etten has already been, like, fighting off guards. Uh, and at this point, these six armed soldiers surround him uh, and shout, Drop the guards! Drop them! And you see, like, he's, like, holding two of them, like, overhead with, like, their backs broken. Um, and oh. looks around him uh, and looks at, like, Val looks to Cork, Cork looks to Val. Um, and Val drops his and then Cork throws his over the edge Whoops. of the building. Uh, and he goes, Gorg, come on, man. We're trying to be cool. Can we stop fighting these people? It's fun, though. They all get to die. Uh, and <laughs> he's like, oh, you're not doing us any favors, man. You're not doing us any favors. Uh, and you see that um, Val sees you, like makes eye contact with you, doesn't say anything. Is there anything that Ash is doing as this is all going on in front of you? Okay. I think the first thing Ash is going to do 
uh, go into like battle instinct um, and try and immediately what is the kit of these six armored guards? So what, what kind of gear they come in? Immediately, you see that basically like heavy plate. They're mm-hmm. in plate mail like equivalency. Um, they seem to have like some sort of like vision items. I'll, I'll say even give me an investigation or mm-hmm. arcana check to see their magical items that they might have on them. Ka-cha! It's going to be a total of 15. 15's pretty good. So they have like these night vision goggles slash infrared goggles that they got on. Their visors down on their helmets. Um, They've got like um, the Sky Piercer logo on their back that is like glowing. Uh, You think that this is like some sort of rune that causes some sort of um, event based off of what happens to these soldiers. Something might happen with this magical thing on their back. Oh god. Um they're sorry to call And then you see their weapons are spears that are like electrified. Mm-hmm. Uh they are giving off like these static electric discharges, almost like um taser meets spear. Uh and then you also see their boots themselves are like these mag boots. They are connecting to the ground in a way where it looks like they can climb surfaces horizontally slash vertically if they want. Um and like walk on surfaces uh fine so mechanically they have night vision like dark vision they have um spider climb they have some sort of magical effect that could go off on them and they have electrified spears anything on their do they have bandoliers of anything anything on their waists uh they do carry what i i'm not sure if ash would know what a walkie-talkie is but it, no. it is a walkie-talkie uh but you do see like one of them is talking into one okay. so you can kind of get the idea that this is some sort of communication device specific question Ash has seen grenades before. Yes. These are riot police. Do they happen to have any kind of tear or smoke grenade on them? No, they oh. do not. The, they are not riot police per se. Um, you're getting the feeling that this is like a special type of squadron. What kind of... Ash does mutter to himself in the middle of the crowd, what kind of dumbass system sends their elite squadrons out without any kind of durable gear? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh... <laughs> no, Ash is not insulting. I'm not insulting you. Ash is insulting know, the system and just mad at the situation <laughs> that this is such a brutal like world that there is not the opportunity for even surrender. Uh, and Ash, uh, as Ash is mocking their lack of uh, throwable objects, he is going to like hold an arm to his quiver and let spiders like start flowing out onto his arrows, uh, just kind of like prepping. Val uh, sees you get ready mm-hmm. and is going to give you like a little curt nod. Okay, so. With a lack of any kind of tear, or is there anything I can? Let me see here. You see, Valkorg is like a little beaten up, just like a little beaten up, but like these guards that were here before are just nothing to him, them. Um, okay. I'm going to take, I'm going to take three spiders. I'm not going to take three stones this time. I'm going to take three of my spiders. I'm going to hit them with three different kinds of magical tinkering. Uh, I want okay. one to emit a small cloud of smoke. Uh, I can't, it can't do much, but I can make it fill a five foot cube with smoke. Okay. Uh, I want one to have the same effect that I had before that I put in Alistair's hands, which is like a, a bright flash because I can emit a visual effect. And I okay. want another to mimic the sounds of artillery fire because Ash has not heard. Oh wait, no, Ash has heard Hoon's gunshots. So Ash is that's going true. to Ash is going to mimic Hoon's gunshots. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and. Ash is going to uh, throw them one after another in as quick succession as he possibly can. 
to throw the the flash grenade, uh, the flash one, uh, throw the gunshot, and then throw the smoke with the intent of causing a visual disruption, an auditory disruption, and then diluting them with the movement of the smoke into thinking that a smoke grenade has been tossed, even though he can't do that. Got it. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. You can give me, I'll say a deception check with advantage. This is very particular, but you've got the information you need to do this properly. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, Ash does not have good charisma, but since I am using my infusions for this, can I use intelligence instead? I will allow you to use Arcana. Thank God. Uh, well argued. That is a total of 18, uh, but just to push me over the edge just a little bit, Ash mm-hmm. is going to, for the first time ever, use his ability Saving Face. Uh, as okay. a hobgoblin, uh, they they changed it. I'm still playing a legacy hobgoblin, uh, but it it literally means that Ash adds a bonus, a flat bonus to his roll equal to the number of allies within 30 feet. So I'm gonna go ahead Two. and uh, do each of the heads on the end count. They all count, yeah. Okay, Both so count three, including bone. Uh, there you go. Okay. So a total of 21. 21. Uh, yeah, I rolled for the guards. Uh, one yells. Grenade! And you see they all drop prone where they're they're standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, I am going to ask you to roll initiative. Of course. Because with throwing all this, this has gained a little bit of something. Uh, I'm rolling for Valkorg. And then I'm rolling for the guards. Split them up. Great. Uh, Ash did not roll especially well. Just a total of eight. Okay. Give me one second. Uh, gonna have to... Do this and then Ash with an eight. So Valkorg, they're gonna act on the same initiative. Um you see as you throw this and they all drop to the ground, they turn back, look at like what you've done, and then register that that was like a, a trick basically against them. Mm-hmm. Um and they're visibly getting upset, but as they get upset, you see Valkorg tries to stomp on one of their heads. Uh <laughs> so he's gonna roll <laughs> We split the party, but I do have an Etten on my side. And you see, yeah, you do have an Etten on your side here. Um, Thank God. So that's with advantage. Let me just make sure. That's a natural 20. Oh, Um, my God. Oh, this is dead. dead. All right, give me one second. Oh, it's like a watermelon. Okay. um, So the first attack does 18 bludgeoning damage to this guard. Oh. Uh, And then... Next attack, still at advantage. Uh, one's cocked. Okay, that's going to be... That definitely hits. Rolling damage. Oh my god, 15 more damage. Whoops. Uh, as he's just curb-stomping this guard. And then Korg is going to reach down and try to break his legs. My god. Uh, can, I, can I try and shout and say, No, 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 you hit that one. You already hit him. He's fucked up. Get Break the legs of another one. That'll knock two out of the chase. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, gonna aim for another guy. Still at advantage because they're all prone right now. Does hit in the first one. Uh, it's gonna be 12 damage to him. Sorry, I'm just keeping track here. Yeah. Uh, Do the legs break? <laughs> uh, one of them is gonna break on this, yeah. Okay, that'll um, swallow him. Yeah. Uh, one guy's got definitely a concussion. One guy's got a broken leg. <laughs> uh, and then another attack advantage. Uh, th- God, this one's cocked again. It still hits. Another 14 damage against this other one. So you see two of them are instantly fucked up. Um, as Val and Korg are just... One side is, like, straight up curb stomping, and the other one is just reaching down and, like, just smashing this other dude's legs. Um, just, like, in the back of the kneecap. Uh, they're screaming out in pain. The guards are gonna go next. Uh, 
Can I real quick before yeah. Valgorg end their turn? Can I motion? Can I shout out to them and say, "Don't don't stick in there. We gotta go. Come pick me up," and like tell them okay. to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, you see that they're gonna use their movement. They're gonna take six attacks of opportunity, all at disadvantage. Hell yeah, better now than six attacks normal when they stand up. That's true. Uh, first one's gonna miss. Second one's gonna hit for sure. An eighteen and nineteen. Give me one second. Ooh, okay, that's that's some damage. Um, all right, and then this goes to they take uh, eleven piercing damage, and then three lightning damage, uh, and then they're gonna attack disadvantage. Two sevens that misses. Um, that's let's see here. This one's gonna hit. Oh my god! Uh, I. Phew. Jesus, another 11 piercing damage. Rolling real high on the damage today, huh? I'm rolling real high on the damage today, and one uh, lightning damage. Uh, where are we at? That was fourth, I believe. This is the fifth one. That's a miss, and last one. That's going to hit. Uh, that one's not going to be as high. That's going to be seven piercing damage, and then one more lightning damage. Um, you see Valkorg goes from looking healthy and fine to bloodied. Um, as just getting like spiked on the ground from all these electrified spears, uh, but uses their full movement to make it to you. Uh, and a special thing about Ettens is that they're two creatures who share the same body. Technically, they both have 30 feet of movement. Um, oh so I'm going to say both of them using combined bonus actions can pick you up fine, uh, and they scoop you up in their arms and then use another 30 feet of movement to start running. Uh, they don't know where they're going, but they are running. Um, the guards are going to go. They stand up. That's 15 feet of movement. And they spend another um, 45 dashing to try to catch up to you guys. Uh, so it's they're going to try to encircle you guys again as you guys are sprinting away. We moved 60 feet, right? Uh, they spent, I'll say, you were within 30 feet earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'll say they had to... How far were you originally? Were you 30 feet? I, I think I would have been in whatever level of crowd would have gathered, so probably 30 feet away. Yeah, sure. We'll say you were already 30 feet away, so then the other 30 feet will be spent getting further, so they will be 60 feet away with you, in your arms, with these guys dashing behind you about 15 feet away. Your turn. So, real quick question. There's only four of them, right? Because one dude's got broken legs and one dude's definitely suffering at least one concussion? Uh, mechanically... I'll say one guy has like difficult terrain permanently, and the other guy I'm gonna say is is fully keeping up, which is very injured. Okay. Uh, then Ash is going to just for the fans and appearance, he's going to stand, uh, clamber up Valgorg and like straddle one foot on the top of either of their heads and knock his bow. Uh, <laughs> or he's like, "Huh, he's standing on us." Uh, and Ash is just going to start like firing pot shots as we're going, like a getaway driver, like the the fire, the, the guy who has to shoot this is, back. This is uh, like a car chase scene, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what Ash is actually going to mechanically do for this turn is Ash is going to go ahead and just cast Cure Wounds on them with his last first level spell slot. Awesome. Uh, so that'll be a nice and healthy nine points of healing. Ooh, nice. They are no longer bloodied. Not a whole lot, but Ash, Ash is doing like truly he does not know what level of healing so he just goes i'm sorry big guys this is gonna hurt uh and as he climbs up just a swarm of small mechanical spiders clamber off of his arm and start Ugh. swarming over them and like yeah. stapling is not the right word but they start 
acting as stitches over the wounds on Valgorg, like climbing over to the wounds and like pushing the skin together with their little needle hands or their little needle arms. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, and Ash is just going to be taking pot shots. Uh, bonus action. Let me see something with bone real quick. Uh, steel defender. Um, deflect attack. It can see within five feet of it, provided the attack roll of one is against a creature other than the defender. So bone is going to be like ash is straddling on top of them bone is actually going to like get down as close to their waistline as he can kind of like hooking into their skin a little mm -hmm. bit if necessary like a belt yeah ready to use his uh steel defender feature Sweet. To, to impose disadvantage on an attack if necessary super cool all right so uh back up to valkorg valkorg is uh thinking like doesn't know what to do do you want to tell them where to run or do you want them just to be running so we do we already have a ship you as far as you know should already have a ship and it should we be somewhere you don't know what ship it would be mm. um it would be hard to get that information in a chase scene okay uh <laughs> but you do know it'd probably be in the same dockyard that you came in in okay so yeah i'm going to tell them to just be full dashing as long as we are running these guards definitely can't catch up to us i'm yes. going to be telling them to full dash there take as circuitous a route as i can possibly manage like i am going i intend to full like all around the town if possible and just keep running these guards back and forth to buy as much time for alistair and fred to get to the ship and dockyard and then arrive ooh, ooh. so sorry yes. yeah i got a question does that does that incur like levels of exhaustion at that point i'm no, curious. not yet i'll get there uh as of right now not gonna be exhaustion if anyone's gonna get exhausted it's gonna be valcork right um but uh we'll say that you basically are leading them on a goose chase here they can't catch up with you guys but you're keeping just within sight lines for them to keep chasing you uh they're they keep calling into this like radio um and after i'll say like after um how are you just gonna keep going like just I'm indefinitely going, ash is going to instruct valgorg to keep going for as long as possible because okay. he has no means of communicating with anyone else at some point he's going to realize that like shit we need to have communication so what he's going to do is he's going to take a spider while straddling valgorg he's going to write a little note using his arm as like a clipboard uh hand it to the spider put it on an arrow fire it towards the tree and instruct it to find fred oh uh, fantastic we are going to cut from the chase scene over to Fred. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Fred, what do you do um, having had these engineers pointed out to you? Well, um, um, oh, oh, I guess everybody's gone. They don't want to take pictures of my posing pizza slices anymore. Um, um, I, I think, hmm, let me think to myself. So what Fred's going to do is look around for anything that, might seem familiar from his from his world before he got folded up into everything that's happening um if i can do like some kind of perception check or look around tell me what's in my area something like that well you know about the tree that's familiar for sure um go ahead give me a perception check mm -hmm. see if there's anything else you may have missed that's a two with a plus nothing you missed <laughs> no nah, you've missed nothing <laughs> Actually, real quick, can I change something? Because I just realized, sure. Ash fired a spider. The spiders would not be capable of carrying a, a message effectively. Mm -hmm. uh, Ash would have to send Bone. Uh, so the sure. little the little metal dragon will scamper off. Just 
yeah. runs off. Got I it. just want to make sure it's mechanically understood that Ash is now without For a sure. shield defender. Got it, got it. Uh, back to you, Fred. So you're not really noticing anything different. Uh, you do know the three that uh, Ash had pointed out earlier. Uh, they're all just kind of like relaxing, looking like they're relaxing um, in casual clothes other than like those patches. Uh, and they're in three separate areas. There's one with a black hole patch and two with a uh, clock patch. Hmm. One with... Okay. And then... Okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, I guess Fred is just going to walk up to the the clock, one of the clock ones. Just. Uh, you see that he's just like muttering under his breath, uh, trying not to pay any attention to you as you approach. So then what Fred does next, uh, is this one sitting down on the bench? Is this one like chilling in the crowd? What, what's happening? It looks like he's like leaned up against the wall, just kind of like one leg up bad boy stance. Fred absolutely mimics this, this person just to the left. He, he kind of like narrows his eyes and, and turns your head to you. Uh, he keeps muttering without stopping. Well, uh, how's it going, man? He just kind of shakes his head at you and like shrugs. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, as he's continuing to mutter, that's interesting. You know, I, at least it's not a horrible day. You know what I mean? Uh, you see that like there's a vein bulging in his head as he's continuing to mutter these like incantations, <laughs> and he just he nods very patiently. Um, oh, well, you know, yeah, I was um. I was just having a whole lot of fun, you know. Uh, apparently, there's like a local paparazzi, you know, that kind of just exists. Uh, and I didn't know it at the time, but you know, it's it's okay. But, hey, I was I was just you know striking the the poses, you know, and then there was this like it was like the vegetable pose, but I just started glowing. But I didn't know it was called the vegetable pose. You, know? see, you see his eyes, his eyes start to get like bloodshot as he's continuing to concentrate on this very intense spell as as you're talking to him about your day uh you see like a guy comes up to you um looks like one of the guards that was by the tree and kind of just like is like excuse me sir are you bothering him oh bothering what i don't mean to bother him you see the, the, the guy is nodding very fervently as he's continuing to mutter let me let me do one more thing here. He rolls a natural one in concentration. Oh um, no! Ash and I need Fred to both make dexterity saving throws. Oh shit! Dex saving throws? Wait, hey, Ash? Yes. Too? Yes. Oh my god. Okay. I hate to be the kid who asked teacher, "Do we have homework?" But does Bone need to make one as well? Yes. Wait. What? Actually, at this point, would Bone still be on Ash's body? I don't think he would have. Like this, not enough time has passed for Ash to have sent Bone off yet. No, not yet. Okay, so never mind. Bo- Bone okay. Bone is mounted on Ash. Okay. Uh, DM, that's a that's a lucky number seven. <laughs> lucky number seven. Yeah, lucky. Dirty. It's fine. Whoops. You see that there's an alarm that starts going off, uh, as the city rumbles oh. for a second before readjusting itself as the guy next to you his eyes blow up and he falls dead to the floor um what, what, what happened oh my god uh, you see the guard looks down at the dead the dead one and immediately shouts we got one down uh and you see immediately that the guard also falls down on his ass it looks like the city just like half of the people around you just fell down and then um as the alarm goes off 
uh, three emergency like guys in full uniform this time with the same logo, like the same symbol of like the clock. You said you went up to the clock one, right? Right. Good. Okay, I didn't get that wrong. Nice. Um, thank God it wasn't the space one. Oh, <laughs> as, as these three rush out, get to the tree, and start start their incantations, and everything returns back to normal. Um, I'll say this was probably like part of the chase, just to like keep things a little bit more in line with each other uh as you guys like kind of valkorg makes his deck save um and keeps running the guards behind you trip some of them stumble um you feel like you're kind of on him so you're fine you're just gripping yeah. him this would be when uh, ash sends bone out it's like okay. this is definitely the time where it's like something's going on red did uh, something <laughs> yeah you throw bone out um you see the guard little looks wings at just you glides. <laughs> and goes uh sir you're gonna have to come with me oh boy well, well Wait, I, I all I did was just talk about my day. What there's have you any idea the amount of concentration it takes for our time engineers to focus on their spells? Well, I, I didn't even know that they were casting a spell. I I just I just you, I, you, I, I I just went up and I, I started talking to, to him. I'm I'm sorry. You see with your Nat two on perception, there's a sign directly next to uh the engineer that <laughs> points to and it says please do not interact with the engineers <laughs> oh god um, and then it also reads please do not feed the squirrels um, um they're giant they're giant squirrels they're huge squirrels um um uh, um 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 you, you see that one of the time engineers comes out uh no stretcher just leans over the dead one puts his hands up to his face, and in a flash, it just reversed back into the same pose that he was in before he had interacted with you. Vein no longer bulging. Uh, eyes no longer bloodshot. Eyes back in his sockets um, as he's standing there muttering the same incantations. Uh, you see that the time mage then that just did that is extremely exhausted and just kind of like... <sighs> Oh man! Oh, I'm not supposed to be working overtime today. This sucks. Ah, and starts to head off. What? What just happened? Look, you know this kind of thing happens all the time. I'm gonna just get you off with a warning this time because you seem to really have no idea how this functions. But you really have to be careful. Um, this could damage the entire city. What? I I mean to to make all all the friends not okay. I'm I'm sorry. Oh. Yes, yes, don't worry. It's all coming to, going to come out of your pay. Um, and you probably won't pay it off for the next decade, and that's fine. Um, but the good news is there's no jail time. Uh, you just have to work mandatorily for at least probably X amount of time. I'm going to write the, the ticket down, and the, you know, the guys will figure it out back at headquarters. This is, uh, that's out of my league. I just, just report this stuff. So what's your name? Uh, Mr. Cookie. <laughs> my god uh, first cookie. name first name Mr. Cookie uh, it's uh, Mr. Fredister <laughs> Fre Fredister Fredister Cookie <laughs> make a deception check absolutely is that a deception check or is that his actual name yeah is it Fredister no Fred it's, it's, it's Fred it's just Fred Cookie what a deception all right, let's see. Um, um, okay. Uh, seven. Uh, yeah. With his uh nineteen, oh! he kind of <laughs> looks at you and goes, 
Okay, Mr. Cookie. Tell you what. You got $100 on you? Um, um. Fred, like, frantically checks his, like, shell. Um, do you? I, 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 I don't know. Do. I, I feel like... Have you not kept track of the bucks that uh, you guys have been awarded? See, I remember that it was... And I, I did spend a whole lot... Oh! 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 Light bulb! Oh. I wrote it down! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I wrote it down. Oh, are we about to engage in bribery? Uh, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> this ain't a dystopia without a corrupt music voice. Fred, Fred, do have the shmoney. <laughs> uh, he hands out, he puts out his hand, he goes, listen, I can make this disappear personally just for a, just for a small donation. Um, uh, uh, yeah, 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 you want just like a uh, hundred, hundred, hundred uh, bucks? Just a hundred, just a hundred, that's it. Yeah, oh. That would be great. Uh, all right, uh, all right, um, hey, here you go. Thank you so much, Mr. Cookie. I hope you have a splendid rest of your day. Uh, and he pockets the money, uh, nods to you, um, looks at the time wizard, or time engineer, not wizard, uh, who is now muttering again under his breath, not paying attention, zoned you guys out, uh, just nods and then smiles at you and heads off. And at this point, I'm going to say that Bone kind of <laughs> scurries up to you and ding, an elevator opens up nearby. Uh, Alistair, you step out um, in your full parka with this sword on your back. <laughs> <laughs> just on the captain now. <laughs> uh, and you can spot Fred just a little bit away. Well, Fred looks oh, like Bone. Fred looks like you had a bit of a time. Um, I see Bone. Where's Ash? Uh, you see Bone looks at the both of you. Uh, opens its mouth, and rather than like the normal metallic screeching that comes out, you guys hear a little tin canny, like a, a little tin canny, like it's an audio recording. You hear a woman's voice come through. Uh, hi, yeah. Um, Ash is in grave danger. Uh, you guys have a boat, right? I mean, something to that effect. Um... So you got to get there as quick as possible. Because uh, Ash is currently on the run on Valgorg uh, from a horde of riot officers. Oh, that's that's a problem. Yeah, no, um, Nua did mention that. Um, right. So we should probably do something. Uh, do I know where my new ship is? <laughs> uh, you were never told. But as you asked that question... You do remember you have your sending stone. Yeah, no, I was playing. Uh, I was playing. What was it? Temple Run the entire ride down. Yeah, <laughs> Temple Run on the ride down. I'm just sending. St just wait. Yeah. Hold on. How do I do? I do it. Do I duck? How is it? Damn it! <laughs> just really trying to figure out how to play this game. <laughs> and just you see, you see the the time engineer kind of glances down for a second, uh, and then his vein pops a little bit, and then he looks away again. Uh right. Um. So, uh, right, uh, Earhart, was it? Um, I, I speak into the stone. <laughs> uh, Erith, uh, this is him, yes? Uh, where's, where's my ship? <laughs> uh, he immediately kind of sends you a text instead of, like, uh, a full, like, <laughs> voice response, and you get the exact, like, uh, port number and then docking number and everything. Right then, this way. Uh, <laughs> There you go. Uh, it does have a little GPS function on it. Uh, just kind of, <laughs> you start following it. What's that, that one spell? Shook. 
like guiding hand i think is the one where like it just summons up like a spectral hand to point you in the right direction (laughs) yeah it just starts giving you like just like a hand that pops up it's like um or like an arrow yeah it's like uh that simpsons taxi game yes on on playstation yes uh (laughs) it just gives you the general direction uh and you just start following it right this way then uh so cool you guys go find that please one of you make sure you're in a place where ash and valgor can see you I won't be able to communicate that. Ash doesn't know I can speak. Bye. Uh, and oh, Bone just oh runs God. away. I was half <laughs> wondering about done. that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, just gonna make my way following the little GPS-y thing with, with some urgency Great. in my step. Uh, <laughs> For sure. Uh, we're gonna go back to Ash very quickly. <laughs> uh, Ash, about a few minutes uh, later after running from these uh, these guards... Valkorg is getting a little tired, but you see that the guards all simultaneously pick up the walkie-talkies and put it to their ears and stop running, look at you guys, and disperse. Valkorg, I don't trust that to the docks. Uh, uh, yep, sounds good to us. Let's go. Uh, Korg and him continue to sprint. Oh, there's Bone. <laughs> Pick him up. Uh, <laughs> scoop up Bone onto their shoulders uh, and... Then you guys make your way to the docks. At this point, I'll say you guys all converge towards your ship. Uh, you see that there is um, there is someone waiting for you there on the dock. Uh, give me one sec to pull up everything about this. Uh, so you see like an elf. Um, one of the ears is kind of fully ripped off. Oh. Uh, and it looks like there's like scarring and stuff from it. Um, the hair is, uh, in like a slicked back type of, um, business style hairdo. Uh, the other ear is like pierced like crazy. There's piercings all over it. Um, you see that they have a double bladed scimitar on their back, uh, and they're wearing like basic, like kind of like, um, like a duster with, with like piratey sailor type loose clothes on, uh, a belt that holds a compass, uh, a mask, um, for travel. Uh, as well as a little pouch uh, that could have gold, could have something else, you're not sure. Uh, and as you guys approach, he goes, Hey, uh, Captain, is that you? That's me. I, I'm i the Captain. That's still... Hey, uh, feels weird call me say. First Mate and that's it. Right, First Mate. Um, So I believe there should have been a bit of a cargo dump uh, put that's on right. here. That's right, that taken care of for you. By um, Air... Air... What was their name? I'm sorry, Air... Air Hef. Air Soft. Yeah. Air Hef Wuchen. Air Hef Wuchen. Okay. Just, uh, you can call him Wuchen. Yeah. You can call him the CEO. Yeah. No, it was a very important package from the CEO. You you do. I, oh, there were several. Several? Right then. That's um, right. And actually, now that you mention it, there was a specific gift waiting for you in the captain's quarters. Oh. And that wasn't from him. Oh, that's probably from Newer then. Um, I. Oh, boy. Oh. The um, never mind. Uh, right then. All right. Everything ship. My business. Everything ship shape then. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to see you guys. Is that hey. an it sure is. Uh, He's uh, <laughs> um, requisitions. Oh sweet, cool. We need more uh, hands on deck. I guess you know, two heads and two hands. That's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on aboard. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you see Valkorg is just like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, take a. Uh, do we have water? Uh, good question. First mate, do we have water? <laughs> oh yeah, we got weeks worth of water on board. Excellent. Yes. Uh, that might not be enough. <laughs> yeah, we might need to up that. Uh, but uh. Okay. I mean, it's an Big boys. 
my guy, it is an Etten. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like I you mean, said, two heads. Where's our first stop? Um, Where are we going? I guess. We're going right to the front? I mean, maybe a supply depot to get more water, or then, then, yeah. then to the front. Got it. Someone's got to fill me on some of the details, I suppose. Um, so, uh... Well, the front's over at, uh, Cloud 3. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now For that's... now, as long as we get off the goddamn ground. Sure. Yes. Yeah, you, you miss your air legs? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that, yes. Um, right, so all the board who's going aboard are then? Get on aboard, we'll send the word out to the crew to get some more water and food, and we'll head out, uh, I guess, post-haste? Uh, how yes. much of a crew do we have? We've got about, like, nine people aboard right now, with you three, uh, this big guy. If you count us, I'm sorry, is that rude if I ask if you're two? And, and Val kind of just rolls his eyes. Yes, we are two people, and we share one body, so I understand it's confusing, but we're two. Please... Please refer to us as two separate people. Please do that. And Corey's like, we're just one in the same. Me and my brother. So fuck. They are. T- uh, they're two people, and they get that means they each get pay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's up to the company, not really me. I don't care. So okay, sounds good. We'll get a. Uh, we'll get people moving. We'll probably get like four or five guys to just move some more stuff aboard. We probably have just enough space for an extra like week or two worth of supplies, and then that's it. But we won't really need more than that just to get to. Uh, cloud three and back or even to a different cloud yeah no that's fine uh but we should probably do this quicker than let's um let's expedite this process if we might oi get your asses moving we're gonna get out of here get some more food and water and you see uh just like your crew um singing sea shit or air shit oh hi oh hi (laughs) off to air we fly okay and we no we're gonna get sued got sued Uh, yep, there we go. I, I, easy. Suing speedrun yeah. for me. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Off to oh, air hi. we fly. Off to air we fly. There you oh, go. That's much better. Thank you, Evan, for saving us. Yes, yeah, uh, so just, just clip that and put it over what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't remove this part so that people yeah, know that course, I did that. And they won't know what I did before. Great. Right. Nice. All right. Uh, remember that, me. All right. So... <laughs> <laughs> As you guys get on a board, we'll say in about five, ten minutes, you guys are off off of the building. Um, and I think that's a good place for us to leave off. I was going to say, I would... Before yes. we end, is there sure. the same connections, contraptions that Fred initially used to catapult? <laughs> oh, yeah. This ship, I will... I, thank you for telling me. Yeah, yeah. Describe this before. Yeah, please. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so rushing because it's, we ran a bit much. So uh, the ship that you guys get to, number one, not named yet. You guys have the ability to name this ship as much as silly as you want or as as serious as you want, whatever you want to do with it. Um, ship's not named. The ship itself is is a almost like they made it in this way where parts of it are almost transparent in the way that the light reflects off of it. Much like uh, how the gown looked, how um, the area that you were in, Alistair, kind of right. like that kind of aesthetic. This looks like a very specifically designed ship. Something that wasn't just built yesterday. Something that was may have taken a long time to do. And as you guys think about it, time engineers, space engineers, it's more than likely that they manipulated the amount of time it would have taken to make the ship and expedited the process for you guys. Because this ship is large, it is sturdy, and 
it is gorgeous looking. This thing is like like um it, it looks like a capital ship in terms of how oh, cool shit. it looks and the way that the sails are shining off of the the, the now approaching sunset. Um, the orange reflects directly off the sails, almost like a mirror. And you guys look at up at the sails as if it's like a beacon itself. Um, we are keeping this. Yeah. We are taking this back to the tree. <laughs> I'm saying I this right now. That. This is my fucking boat, and I'm taking it back with me. <laughs> Alistair, I'm going to be so real with you. I don't know how we could, but if we manage to, it'll make a beautiful Oh, I'll figure house. out a fucking way. I'm keeping this boat. Give, all three of you guys, give me a nature check. This is as Fred is strapped in, like, hanging off the side using the, the, the safety harness. That's a five for Alistair. Five. Um, if I had a nickel for each time either of us had played a character with a houseboat, <laughs> I'd have two nickels. Which isn't much, but it's weird to happen. It's twice. weird. Yeah. Weird happenstance. There's an 11 on nature. Ash is 11. also, like, dehydrated. He's bent over. Yeah. Fred? <clears throat> so, that's going to be a natural one. Oh my god. Natural one. Guys. Ones is guys. Awesome. This boat is just made of like, it's got to be made of like something cool. Made out of hopes and dreams. Made out of hopes and dreams. Um, But yeah, so that's the ship. Uh, it looks awesome. Uh, you guys get on a board and uh, Eli, was there something else you wanted to know about it? No, it was it was just that. So that <laughs> way Fred can hang off the side like a beautiful dog with a tongue out the window. Great. Yeah. 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 It has the exact same like pole set up in the center with you have like uh three designated people that are um holding it together for now, but one main guy uh that then takes over as the two uh continue to set up everything else um to just create this shivering shield around the central mast um that seems to be amplified. It looks like uh as he makes this, he can then step away. And it continues to stay there. Like, he doesn't need to continue to monitor the situation at all. Uh, and you guys get aboard your newfound ship, um, get ready to set sail, and that is where we're going to end tonight's session. Wow. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. I got, I got uh, mine rocked. That, that's, that, that, the, 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 oh. Oh, man. Mine rocked. Mine rocked. man. We we had the setup before, but this was the episode where it really came into the picture that it's like, oh yeah, dystopia. We got police chase. We have accidental murder that people are just so casually okay with, and worst of all, we have a direct meeting with the head honcho who is so potently casual and deeply manipulative, and also is absolutely <laughs> trying to fuck with people's heads. And I was sitting back in my seat just hearing the fucking opening theme to Cyberpunk <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. All I can think of was hearing Keanu Reeves right before he gets cut off saying, Why do you come? That's yeah. all I could think. My my V uh self-made V in this universe is just Val Cork, where Cork <laughs> is V and then Val is or actually Val is V and Cork is is uh <laughs> uh Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. Nice. But uh yeah, I, I hope it. you guys enjoyed tonight's session. Thank you guys so much for listening. I uh, anybody have never got anything else to say? Been more tense as both a player and a character. Yeah, that was <laughs> while really? trying that to actually crazy. play it off cool. <laughs> you did a great job. <sighs> you did great, honestly. Same. As soon as, as soon as Cam mentioned, oh yeah, and the friend who mentioned it to you was under arrest right now. I was like, oh, Ash is fucked. He's gonna die. Yeah, no, exactly <laughs> that. I was just like, oh. Okay. And I was, I was thinking like, in my head, like, oh, what am I going to do with my backup character? Just like, oh, yeah, no, I got 24 on my charisma save. You just passed. Oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Oh, good. That could have gone much (laughs) different. That entire interaction could have gone much different. And that is why you had the parachute. But you still have one, which is very useful. (laughs) And a sick coat. Oh, but we should probably continue this debrief. Maybe after we end the episode. That's true. We're still going up. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening. Uh, This has been the Forever DMs. This is Cam signing off. Oh, God. Uh, Evan, uh, going away. (laughs) (laughs) Night. This is me saying quick goodbye. And this is Tom taking my leave. Me, Eli. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.